Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, greetings again. We'll bring greetings to all of you that might be listening through our telecast. God bless all you and thank you for listening so uh, patiently and supportively uh, down through uh, the months that which we have been doing this. Truly, God is good and he's worthy to be praised. I wish and pray uh, and hope all is well with you. We're in prayer for those that are out, those that are sick, those that are going through, amen, whatever they're going through, our prayers are with you. Uh, and, and that's the best we can do. Nothing like prayer. Prayer can go where you and I can't go, and uh, and prayer uh, has uh, is, is a powerful weapon that God, somebody said, has given to the saints. So we learn how to pray. We learn how to uh, persevere and look to God in prayer for the things that might be going on in our life. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever stop. Give up. Stop and give up. Uh, always pray. Pray till you get a breakthrough. Pray to something, something happen. Nothing happened. Just keep on praying. You just keep praying to something happen. That was one man told me. Pray to something happen. Okay, until it happened. And then after it happened, just keep on praying. Well, today we hope and pray for we just be in teach mode. I just want to go over some things uh, with you that the Lord has dropped in my spirit. And that is, we're going to be coming out of the book of Second Peter, Second Peter, the uh, second chapter. And what I want to talk about coming from here is that we're living in the last days and we have to keep that in mind. These are the last days. Uh, somebody said, well, how long uh, are the last days? Don't know that. But we've been living in the last days ever since Jesus left. When Jesus left those disciples, his apostles, those his followers on the day of a after you know his resurrection when he left them that began the mark of the last day when he said i will return i'm going to prepare a place for you and i will return and i'll come back and gather my children take you where i am that was the beginning of the last days and and so the last day started then and now we're living in the last we're, we're closer so the last day started when Jesus left on up to where we are. So we are at the end of the last days. Now, how long the end? I have no idea. But the way things going on in this world don't seem like it is long. But we're going to hold on until the Lord do exactly what he said, return to take the church away uh, to a better place. He said, I go where? away and prepare a place for you. And he said, when I return, I'm going to gather you up and, and where I am. You might be also. I want, I want to use just for a subject today as we talk. Uh, a subject is, a, uh, uh, as a text, uh, know your God. It's very, very important that you and I, our brothers and sisters, that we know our God. So many people don't know him. They heard about him. They don't have a, a good relationship with him at all. It's a distant relationship. You know, it's just like a, uh, a cousin. Well, he's my cousin, but I ain't seen him in 40 years. Uh, that's my aunt or that's my uh, my mom, brother, or my mom, uh, 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 sister, and uh, she's family, but I don't know much about her. So that's not a good relationship, but you all are related, right? Okay, they're related, but you just don't know much about the relationship. Well, it's the same way it is about God. We all are connected to God. Some some kind of way because he is uh, our uh, the creator of, of all creation. So he created this world, man and woman and everything that be here. So we are uh, in a relationship with him, but it can be a, it's either a, a close relationship or a distant relationship. And then it can't, some, it, some, uh, uh, it also can be Mm, somewhat of a no relationship at all, no, just no communication with the with the relations, but still related. We all related to him because he made us. The Bible said, "Know ye that the Lord, He is God, and it is He that has made us, and not we ourselves." So we're connected, but 
there are people that grow up and have nothing to do with the family. Children grow up and go off and just have nothing else to do with the family. Okay, it happens in life. People grow up in life and they have nothing to do with God. They're just as far from God as the east from the west, north from the south. They're just that way. So they didn't know their God. But now I want to start in the book of uh, Daniel. Check this out in Daniel. I said I said uh, Peter, right? But I want to go to Daniel first. Okay, Daniel the eleventh chapter. Daniel, the 11th chapter, this is a, a particular book right here, uh, a, a, a king that hated the Jews. This particular king brought war against the Jewish people because of their belief, because of their standard, because of the way that they serve God. And uh, his name is Antif- Antifico. Antifico, I'm, I'm, I think I pronounced right. No, no, no. Uh, Antif- Antif- Antifus. Antifus. That's the way you pronounce it. Antifus. Antipas was a king in this particular day and time. Antipas did not like the Jewish people. That's Daniel 11, 11 chapter. And look at verse number 30. Antipas uh, brought war against the Jews, brought his ships and everything toward them to destroy the people. But notice what he said in verse number 30, Daniel 11 and 30. Just so you get your highlight of what's going on here, this this King Antipas, uh, how he hated the Jews. It was just known that he just did not like the Jewish people. He did not like them. And he sought out to uh, hurt them and uh, destroy them. Okay, look at verse 30. You see it? It said, for the ships of Shittim shall come against him. So uh, Antipas brought his ships, got all his, his battleships. And they were headed toward uh, Jerusalem against him. Therefore, he shall be grievous and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. Verse 31 goes on to say, all right, uh, and arms shall stand on his part. And they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice. This is what Antipas has done. And they shall place the abomination and make desolation. Now, I was reading it uh, according to my footnotes in other places I was reading about. This This, this king Antipas did a lot of things to defile uh, the church of Israel. Uh, you know, being a Jew, Jews don't. They don't believe in eating pork or swine or anything like that. And they make this sacrifice that they would take a lamb and go to the temple and offer up a, a lamb for a sacrifice. Well, Antipas, when he came over and tried and took over the city, he polluted their temple, the church. Instead of taking a, a lamb and make a sacrifice, he was nothing but just a straight out heathen. He went and took a pig, something that the Jews hated. And God didn't want that. He took a pig and brought it into the church and offered a pig up for a sacrifice instead of a lamb. So we'll do a little bit more studying on Antipas and his uh, mean and low-down ways that he did toward the children of Israel. So bring a pig in the temple and offer it up. That is just terrible. And also, Antipas brought in other gods, tried to introduce other gods to Israel. That's how we came about the God of Zeus. You heard about Zeus and, and all these uh, Greek gods that came about. Antipas uh, brought all that kind of stuff, what he believed in and their tradition and their ways. He brought about all this stuff, the Greek God Zeus. And uh, he brought into uh, uh, into these people lives, trying to get them to stop worshiping the God of heaven. God Almighty, and believing in, in, in this Greek God, uh, Zeus. This is what Antipas did. Now, verse number, as I was at uh, 31, okay, so he done all these abominable things, and it make desolate. And verse 32 said, but here's the thing about the people of God. All right, 32 said, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flattery. Now, what's going on right there? Antipas was such a smooth speaker 
And this is what's going to offset the people in the latter day when you talk about the Antichrist, when the Antichrist come, the Antichrist is going to be a very, very intelligent person, a very wise person. And he's going to be able to speak great words and a smooth speaker. And people just going to be just fall out over him because he's such a great person. But so they was corrupt by flattery. Don't let nobody no matter how educated they might be, uh, uh, throw you off and cause you to go after them because, uh, you know, they, they're educated. I never will forget not throwing him on under the bus, but, uh, when Obama became president, they thought he was most, he was the best thing on this side of heaven, educated, come out of a prestigious college and everything. All the black fell over, over him. And even the whites, uh, uh, just, they just thought he's just so intelligent. Even the president now uh, uh, just thought that said a lot of crazy stuff to say, we finally got a black man that's intelligent. It'll yeah, be an intelligent black man all the time. We're just going to highlight him. We finally got one that's smart and intelligent. Obama ain't the only smart and black intelligent man in the world. We got some more black, smart, and intelligent people, too. But they made a big to do about him. And uh, well, others, Jesse Jackson was smart. Uh, uh, Samuel, you just name them. I just can't go down through the list and name all the black people that God has sent our way that were educated, smart, and intelligent, but it just weren't their time to run for presidency. Okay, and so the Antichrist is going to be a person that's intelligent, smart, and has a way with people. That's what's going to offset the people. That's how they're going to be taken. He's going to be smart and intelligent and have a way with people and people just going to fall for him. And so we don't fall for people because they're educated and and, and can flatter with words. Words don't let words uh, offset you. Okay, flatter, uh, uh, corrupt by flattery. But notice what he said, the latter part of the verse. He said, but the people, y'all see that? But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So what 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 Daniel is saying? No matter when the Antichrist come uh, and try to uh, exploit the people of God and corrupt the people of God with vain words and fair speech and all this kind of stuff. The people that know their God, and this is very, very important that you and I, that we know our God. People think they know him. They heard about him, but their relationship with him is not as sharp as it should be. And so that's what we're working on now to make sure our relationship with God is as sharp as it should be. But the people that know their God shall be strong. You that know God, no matter what happened in this world, whatever come up on planet Earth, is it's not going to take us by surprise. It's not going to throw us off our game plan or believing in God and looking to God for our, our, our source of supply, our help in a time of need, being my provider, being my way out of no way, my way maker, my, my healer, my deliverer, my, my, my every, whatever I need. Because I know God, I won't allow the enemy, nor antichrist, nor uh, uh, anything or anybody come into my life to throw us off uh, off course, off the rail, you know, we because we know our God. And so the people that don't know God, they will be corrupt by flattery. They'll be corrupt by uh, gifts. They'll be corrupt by things that the government might, might be giving them uh, uh, and, and, you know, sharing with them that they'll just be corrupt by. Oh, look here. You know, well, everybody loves money. Money is good and gifts are good, but you have to be careful. Along with gifts and along with the thing that people give you, they expect something from you. They're expecting something from you. They expect for you to be uh, on their side, be in their corner, look to them and believe in them. But you have to be careful because the Bible said gifts blinds the eye otherwise. It'll blind you. And we don't want gifts and, and things given to us to uh, offset us and not know uh, where we come from and I'll lose our sense of identity and who it is that really provided for us as a people. Okay. And so the Antichrist will corrupt people with flattery and good deeds and good things. And people are just going to fall head over in heels with him. And, and in the end, he's going to show them 
who he really is. I got you. I caught you. And I lured you in with all the things that I've given you. And now I'm going to show you who I really am. So don't be surprised by these things. So he said, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now, when I looked at that word exploit, it means it mean to do heroic things. We, we that know God, we, we can do heroic things and we can do uh, 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 extraordinary uh, ability is given to God's people. Explore. When some of the things, when I think about some of the things the Lord helped me do in life, I look back over at them and I said, I don't know how in the world I got that done. I don't know how I did that. Because I know my God, he gives you extraordinary strength. So it's really not you. You remember the scripture said, I can do all things through Christ that what? Strengthen me. So it's really not you. It's God in you. So you're giving God the glory. I don't know how I did it. I, I just don't know. But it's the God in you that help you do these things. You don't know how you take a little piece of money nowadays and take care of your family. You the only one in the house working. I know coming up, I used to think about my mom a long time ago. Uh, a house full of kids and, and she's just got her little check. And, uh, and and we we weren't hungry. Everybody was clothed. And, and mom, God bless her to take a little bit and stretch and just went a long way. And so when you look back at, at the income that she had then, you would probably say, Man, I couldn't make it on no income like that. You know, you have to have more. So when people really know God, it's not you, but the God in you that stretch and bless everything that you put your hands to. So they didn't know that God, we doing what we do and we have what we have and we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right because we know our God. And it said, they shall be strong. God want us to be strong. There it is, you see, and do exploit. We're going to do heroic thing. He said, how did that man do that? He's the only one in the house working. How did that lady do that? She's the only one uh, uh, in the house working. We're doing it by the strength and the, and the help of God Almighty. We're going to be strong and we're going to do exploits. Great, extraordinary thing. Great and extraordinary talents and ability in God. Now look at 33. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Now you that understand among the people, God said, we're going to instruct many. We're going to give many folk uh, some a good word of advice. You didn't understand. God people understand. You all understand. And God want you to instruct other people that don't understand. Instruct them. Okay, you see that? They're going to instruct many. Uh, yet they shall fall by the sword. Uh, sword. So even though we instruct many, there are going to be still a great many folks who are going to fall by the sword. Sword. They're going to be taken in captivity. They're going to be captured by the Antichrist. They're going to be deceived by the devil and by flames and by captivity and by spoils. And in and, and many days, in other words, this is talking about the tribulation that the people are going to go through. Even though you give people good understanding, you can have a good, long, strong talk with a man, a good, long, strong talk with a with a boy or a girl. And still they go out and mess up. You know, they still go out and do stupid. And uh, but but don't don't ever stop talking to them. Just keep on talking to them. And uh, and hopefully that one day maybe you 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 crack that rock or you crack the ice or whatever and you get a breakthrough. But they're going to get in trouble. But keep on giving them that wisdom. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me read just a little bit further. Now when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help. Oh yeah, they're going to fall. So uh, I, I expect don't expect because you gave them all that long speech. Uh, my granddaughter, she left out this morning going back to school. She came home to get do some things. So she left out this morning. Okay, headed back to uh, Nashville. And I gave her a good lecture. And, you know, told her, don't be, uh, she left with the car. She left without the car. So I gave her the car. She's going back with the car this time. Don't play your music loud. Don't do this. Don't do that. All the long lecture, you know she ain't going to do all that I said. Some of that's just going in one ear and out the other ear. <laughs> but but I did my part. And so listen to what he said here. And and now, now when they shall fall, 
Yeah, when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help. Uh, uh, but yeah, they're going to get a little help. But many shall cleave to them with flattery. All the devil going to come now. So in verse 35, says, and some of them of understanding shall fall. And so this is something to think. A lot of people just because we have children that don't understand and we explain to them and deal with them and they're going to mess up, but they're going to be helped with a little help. So they're going to have a little help. They're going to fall. In other words, God, they're going to mess up. You messed up, didn't you? I messed up. But God bless us to get it right, didn't he? They're going to mess up, y'all. And we just keep on praying. And eventually, we pray that they get it right. Okay? So they're going to be helped. They're, they're going to fall, in the, but they shall be helped with a little help. And many shall cleave to them with flattery. Verse 35 says, and some of them that understand, of them that some of them of understanding shall fall. Sometimes you can know a whole lot and you should fall too. Yeah. So that because we know don't mean we won't fall. They're going to fall and, 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 and to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end because it is yet for time to come. In other words, what they're going to go through, they're going to go through. All right. Yes, they're going to go through that. All right. Now let's move on just a little bit further. But keep in mind, they that know their God shall do. They're going to be strong. Uh, God expect for y'all to be strong. And, uh, and you're going to do some extraordinary thing by the help, help and grace of God Almighty. Look at, uh, now let's turn to Peter. I, I want to I show you something in the book of Peter here. Very important scriptures. Second Peter. You know, we got two, two Peter, first Peter, second Peter. We want to turn to second Peter. Second Peter written here by Paul Peter. Peter wrote this instructing the saints here. Second Peter two. Now, this is very important. I heard something the other day that was uh, uh, alarming and we was warned by the apostle. Second Peter, the second chapter, verse one. Second Peter two one. Um, in these last days, so much has happened. That, talking about the Antichrist, Antipas, who is was try, hated the Jews. Now, Antipas hated those Jewish people. There are people in life hate Christians. Well, Christians are being persecuted all over the world now. All over there in Afghanistan, you know, our soldier boys come home. Uh, it's kind of crazy. We got to pray for our country, pray for our president, pray for our leaders. Because they 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 are smart, but they do stupid stuff. And we got to pray for them, you know, that they do that they do good things and try to do make wise decisions. Uh, Christian, we have Christians over there in that country. So uh, they brought the soldier home and left the left the Christians over there. <laughs> the, the devil gonna tear them up, you know. So now we got to go back after a lot of talking. About the way they're doing things, now they got to go back and try to get them folks out, and try to get some of the people out that helped them uh, in the war. Those translators, uh, because we needed those people that uh, translated papers of the enemy to the army, so they can understand a lot of the maps and, and a lot of the plots that the enemy had that the American people couldn't read those maps and couldn't understand. So some of those Afghans people joined our army and helped us interpret those maps and those roads and where the bombs and everything and everything that they had planned to hurt us. They did that. Well, well, we have to we backtrack and we've got, you know, we got to help those people. If we leave those people over there, the, the enemy going cut their heads off for helping us. So you got to go back and get them out. Then you got to go back and get your own Christian people, American people's out, you know. And so we just made a big mess of it. So sometimes people, they smart, they wise, but they don't know how to do things the right way. But that's why we have to pray for them. They do, they, they, they the Lord show them how to do things. Okay. Uh, now, uh, in chapter two in Peter, chapter two, Verse one, Peter here talks about false teachers and false preachers and false uh, people in the world today. I heard something the other day that was very, very alarming to me. And I want to just deal with it just a little bit. As on a previous Sunday, I told you I heard something that was alarming. People just say some things. We living in day and time now. Uh, the Antichrist is just real, real busy. And, and they're going about to uh, uh, just 
distorting the word, the true word, and not interpreting the word of God the way it should be interpreted. And they're just making up stuff as they go along. I heard this 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 preacher, uh, uh, you know, big time preacher. I mean, we ever know smart. He's smarter than I am. He's so smart, he's stupid. You know, and and, and sometimes God just take babes. You know, David. David was just a little shepherd boy, just right, went out in the field and got a little shepherd boy, made him a king of Israel. He didn't go down there and get somebody from uh, uh, Yale University or Harvard. He didn't go get them. Oh, they were too big. They're they too big. They know too much. Go get a little shepherd boy. And he's the one I want to lead my people. And so this, this man right here just made a shipwreck of what God word teach. Here's what he said. And when he said it, the light came on, just made me mad. I wish I could have just jumped, jumped through the TV and grabbed him. Talking about family. He's talking about family. He said, there's nowhere in the Bible that, 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 the, that the word told the women uh, that they should love their husband. He said that there's nowhere in the Bible where God said for a woman to love her husband. And I wish I could have jumped through the TV and just grabbed him by his necktie and said, say it again. <laughs> he said, nowhere in the Bible, God's told a woman to love her. But now he told the man to love her. Well, he's a husband. Love your wife. That's in the Bible. I can show you that. He said, ain't nowhere in the Bible God said for the woman to love her. But it's in the Bible that the man's supposed to love his family, love his wife, love his children, and be a provider. The man is the covering for the family. We all heard of that, right? He went over there. Man is a covering for the family. But nowhere in the Bible, God told a woman to love the husband. He just told the husband to love his family and take care of them. Okay. I want to show you that. That was so disturbing to me. People teach the Bible all crazy. It just, it's just so messed up. I'm just an old country boy out of Fed County. Amen. That God put the word in my heart and I know how to teach it just like God intended for it to be taught. Now, check this out. Then I'm going to show you where he was wrong. In Second Timothy here, verse one, y'all see this second. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Second Peter, second Peter, chapter one. Check this out. Now, they were warned in. He said, he said, but there were false prophets also among the people when when the apostles walked the earth. There were and the prophets walked the earth. There were true prophets and there were false prophets at that time. He said there were false prophets, uh, uh, but there was false prophets also among the people. Even so, there shall be false teachers among you. So in our day and time, the, the, the writer is saying there are going to be false teachers in our time. People get up there and talk what they don't want, don't know nothing about. And some of them are, are doing it on purpose to offset God's people. See, the devil got the devil got the, the devil has to get in this word to twist his word up to, to get you messed up. And you got to understand that. He the only way to mess you up, he got to get in and get in the word and tell you what that ain't what God meant. You remember, you remember uh when Adam and Eve ate that that forbidden fruit. Before they ate the fruit off the tree, God said, don't eat of this fruit because the day that you eat it, you're going to what? You're going to die. Well, the devil got it. He take what God gives us and he get in there and put his twist to it, put the monkey wrench on it and turn it or a couple of turns and just get you all messed up. The devil told Adam before he ate that fruit, he told Eve she was there first. Eve was looking at it. Now, don't ask me what the fruit was. And the psalmist said it was a big old pretty red apple. Well, the Bible didn't say that. It could have been a pretty peach. It could have been a plum. It could have been a pear. We don't know what the fruit was, but a man would go a step further and say it was an apple. He didn't say it was an apple. It said it was a fruit that was pleasant to the eye. So let's just leave it right there, okay? So we don't want to get in trouble with God saying an apple. And I don't want to get in trouble saying it was an orange. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just know it was a pretty fruit. And it looked it good and she hungry. But anyway, God told Eve, don't eat it. Adam, don't eat it. And Eve was out there at the tree one day. And the devil came to Eve and tempted her to eat that fruit. And, and Eve said, she remember what the Lord said. 
Eve said, well, no, no, we can't do that because the Lord said thou shalt not eat it because the day that you eat it, you're going to surely die. And the devil got right in there with what God said and twisted. He said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to surely die. You ain't going to die. But God said you eat it, you're going to die. And so the devil said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to truly die. God just don't want you to eat it. You know, you eat this fruit, you're going to become as God. See, you, you, you don't really mean that. And he, he just put that twist to it. And Eve fell for it. So this is what this is what the devil do in life. When we read what God tells us, instruct us what to do in the word, the devil have to take that same word and put a twist to it. He got to work with it because that's the way God worked with us. And so to get to us, he got to get to us the way God get to us. He get to us through God's word, but he put a twist to it. We can't let, we can't allow, we can't allow him to do that to us. Okay. And so this is why uh, uh, Peter said there were false prophets uh, among the people, even so there shall be false teachers among you who privately, y'all said privately shall, uh, uh, shall what? shall bring in damnable heresy and even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So we can't allow false teachers to take this word of God and not give us the true interpretation that God originally meant for it to have. So we're going to read it in the word of God, what he said, okay? Verse 2 said, and many, and many shall follow their uh, permit, uh, are pernicious ways. So these false prophets are going to have people following them because their mouth is smooth as butter and they can speak flattery and great flattery with words and what have you. And, you know, and, and they just, they just know how to get next to people. They don't went to school. They took up psychology and they know how to get in the minds of people. They know how to say certain words that excite you and how to say things that just, just, just get next to you. In other words, appeal to appeal to your human humanist they can appeal to it and uh but we don't want we don't want a gospel that appeal to my human side i don't want i don't want a gospel that appeal to me that'll tell me what i want to hear we want the gospel to tell us what god wants us to hear okay yeah tell us what god wants to hear don't tell me what i want to hear tell me what god wants me to hear and but many shall follow their pernicious way by reason of whom the way of truth should be evil spoken of. And so the people that are really speaking the truth, they're going to speak evil of them. So we live in a world they call right, wrong, and wrong, right. And up is down, down is up. You know, everything is just mixed up now, you know, in, in this world. And so by the, the way of those that, the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So the right way would be evil spoken of. And that's what we're dealing with now, day and time. And through covetousness, covetousness shall they with fringe word make merchandise of you. This is what you got to be careful. These people will make merchandise of you uh, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not and their damnation slumbers not. Don't let uh, teachers make merchandise of, out of you. Remember, and all the time, we got to keep this in mind. I had a preacher told me this, and that's, that's the way I view things in life. Uh, the people, God's people, you all are really not my members. Y'all belong to God. So, the God's members. The members belong to God. They don't belong to the preacher. That makes sense. These my members. These my members. What do you mean, these your members? These God members. That makes sense to anybody? These God members. I ain't got no members. And so, but the, the false teacher, you got to be careful. There it is. He said, they will make merchandise of you. These, you, you're not my members. You, you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We are brothers and sisters. You're not my members. You are God's members. Don't let these devils make them make merchandise out of you. Y'all my member. I want my member. I want all y'all bring a hundred dollars next Sunday. All my members. I ain't got no members. We brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. That makes sense. So he said these false teachers are gonna make merchandise of you. Be careful. And then, then remember what Daniel said. They didn't know they got gonna be strong and they're gonna do exploit, exploit things. You're gonna have a lot of understanding 
going forward about things. Now, I want you to understand that these teachers are in the land and they're so slick, they're so smooth, there's sometimes you you can't you can't pick up on them. But you didn't know the word, you can pick up on them. So when this man said, Ain't nowhere in the Bible, God told a woman to love her hub. Now you know I ain't, I ain't even got to go get no Bible right now, no scripture right now. But you just think about that. That just sounds crazy, right? That just don't sound right. You know, this thing is it is it ain't no one side. The man loving the family, man provided for the family, but the but the other part of the family ain't got to ain't got to reciprocate and show love back to that the person that's showing them love and provide. That just don't even make sense. I ain't even got to go get the Bible yet. Well, I'm gonna go get some. Well, you don't even have to go get no scriptures to see that that right there got holes in it, right? Oh, uh, if that bucket won't hold water, <laughs> that just don't make sense. Who in the world would want to be in a relationship that the people that are in a relationship don't even care about him? But he said, ain't nowhere in the Bible where God told a woman to love her hustle. All right, now let me show you. This is a false teacher. Now let's go to Titus. I ain't going to be long today. Let's go to the book of Titus, the second chapter. Titus talks about family. He talked about it. Let's look at it right here. Titus, the second chapter. Yeah, I mean, that just don't make sense. I ain't even got to go get no scripture. And I know this man is just, I know he the devil. Yeah, he full of himself. That's what it is. Uh, Titus 2, verse 1. We're going to read down to verse number. Uh, I guess we'll read down. Let's see. Titus 1. Well, for the Lord to lead me, but I'm, I'm going to show you my point. He said, ain't nobody in the Bible what God said a woman's supposed to love her husband because a man is a woman covering. He's supposed to do it all. Okay, verse 1. Let's check it out what he said about them. Uh, but speak down the things which become sound doctrine. In other words, solid, firm, good teaching. Now, what this man said, that ain't, that ain't, that's not even sound doctrine. That just don't make no sense. Ain't no soundness to that at all. To say God ain't nowhere where the woman's supposed to love her husband. So right there, he trying to tear the whole family up right there. Now, some woman will get there and say, well, I ain't got to love you. You're supposed to do these things. God just said I'm supposed to love you. You're supposed to go out and work. You're supposed to pay the bill. Where he said I'm supposed to love you at? So right there, he can't go up there. The devil is attempting to, to divide and tear up somebody's house right there until some preacher, some teacher, a man of God, come and straighten this thing out and let you know that that's what Peter was talking about, about them false teachers. That's what Peter was talking about right there. Most smooth mouth, smooth butter mouth speaking devil. We have to know these things. He said, but speak the thing that become sound doctrine. Now look at verse two. That the aged men, that's the older man. He said, now aged men be sober. So now you just think, pause right there. Aged men be sober, comma. So you know that as we grow older, get mature, you that are older, you you really have seen a lot in life and been through a lot, and you ought to be able to tell somebody something. But we were living in the end time now. Old folks just are crazy as young folks. But I'm telling you what the Bible said, as we grow older, you know better, you do better, right? Right, you you you've been around. You seen a thing or two. You seen a commercial on TV uh, about this? They were talking about this insurance. What is it? Uh, what the man say? Uh, uh, I believe it. I believe it might be living the mutual. But anyway, he was saying, uh, we seen a thing or two. No, farmers, farmers insurance. He said we know a thing or two because we seen a thing or two. Yeah, and so that's where it's supposed to be in life with, with us older people. We aging in the Lord. We we know a thing or two because we seen a thing or two. And we done been through a thing or two. And so that give us some experience, a little bit more leverage than on the uh, than the young people. He says, so the age men, now you be sober. That means your mind be clear. You be clear. All right. And then said, be grave. And then be temperate. Okay, temperate. You know, not too quick to go jump and do something. Temperate. And then sound in the faith. Older men are sound. Older men don't jump up and do something so quickly. Well, I'll think about that. I, I, I might just do that. But let me let me think about that. Uh, but, a, but a young person, you just tell them, they might jump up and do do something just a fly at a moment, you know. You, you know but, but when you're older, you think about it. Because I tell people some, with me in life, uh, 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 you know, when you get older, uh, some mistakes you can't recover from, but when you're young, you can mess up and do something, and, and you can you got the chance to recover. 
you know, but as you get older, you got to be careful because you may not gonna recover from some of those, those mistakes that you can make in life. That makes sense to anybody? All right. So we be careful if we become older. I won't jump out there and get in a whole lot of debt and I'm getting ready to retire and come off the job. Man, I ain't trying to go buy two, three big pretty cars and, and a big house on the hill and, you know, and a bunch of credit cards. I'm trying, I'm getting ready to retire and come off the job. So you think about those things. But a young man, oh, he might go out there and buy a brand new Cadillac. He'll go and buy a big house. Go, he got time to try to pay that stuff off. That makes sense to anybody. So what he's saying, the age, man, you be sober. You think, you think where are you going? Be grave, be temperate, sound in the faith, charity, sound in love, sound in patience. Now, verse 3, talk to about the older one. He said, now, the aged women, the older women, likewise, you be the same way. Older women, you got to be just like the man. The older man, you got to be sober. Older women shouldn't be, you know, they should have a better understanding and a better outlook on life than a young woman does. You know, she shouldn't, she shouldn't want to go out and do a, a whole lot of crazy things. Because she's seen a thing or two, she done a thing or two, and she know a thing or two, okay? She, she sees them now. She, that's what we're talking about. Just season people. As we get older, we get seasoned. Y'all know how to season the pot, right? You can't cook those greens and don't season them. A good old pot of pinto beans and don't put some in the seasoner. That stuff tastes so flat. You got to season it. So as we get older, God is seasoning us. God is seasoning me, Brother Jane. And God is seasoning you, bro, Opie, and uh, we're getting seasoning now. Somebody said, well, are you slowing down? No, I'm not slowing down. I'm just, I'm just being seasoned. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm being seasoned. Yeah, that's right. This is a good pot of pinto beans right here. <laughs> Amen. So he said, now, you age women, you be likewise. You be, you be sober. You be seasoned, you be gray, you be temperate. But uh, that 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 they might be in. Oh, now they, check this out. Now that they be in behavior as becoming holiness. Now the old, older we get, God expect us older ones to behave ourselves. Older people shouldn't be acting ugly. I've met some people that was older and they they act ugly. They were they they could up be old. I be saying when they gonna grow up, they forgot to grow up. They're still thinking they're young or something. But as we get older, you gotta become seasoned and we gotta behave ourselves in a in a in a in a better fashion than we used to than when we were young. I don't act like I used to act when I was young. No, I'm seasoning. I'm, I'm, God is still seasoning me. Uh, you know, not done with me yet, but we still become, he's seasoning us. So be in behavior as becoming holiness, not false accuser. There it is. Not uh, given to wine. So it says we grow old. We, we don't do what we drink like we do. No, uh, uh, given to wine. Teachers of good things. So as we get older, we can teach the young children a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two and we've done a thing or two. Now, verse four. Here it is. He told, a, he told a woman now, he told a woman to do these things that they may teach the young women. There it is. All the women, aged women, teach the young women to be sober. Y'all be sober and to love their husband. There it is. There it is right there. He said, teach them young girls to love their husband. And here this devil said, there ain't nowhere in the Bible where he said that the woman's supposed to love her husband. The man is covered. So the, the devils are slick. They slick. They, they, they got a, a butt, mouth full of butter. You know, don't, and, and you know, don't let them fool you now. It's in the word. He said, now the older women, you teach the younger women to be sober and to love their husband and to love their children. You teach them that. And he said, it ain't in the word. It ain't in the word. Now, no, 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 we know that. He, see, the devil take what God says and he just put his twist to it. So he's trying to tear these families up. We got to work together, y'all. Hubs and wife, children, we got to work together and, uh, so we can be a good, happy, happy, loving family. It's in the word. He said, he said not only to love your husband, he said, love your children. The women, you got love the, the cheering God give you. Your little baby, little Johnny, whatever you call him. You, you got love that boy. Love that girl. You know, we got these girls growing up having these babies and don't even love them, won't see about them, won't provide for them, rob, leave them at home, leave them with a babysitter, just, uh, forsake them, all, it, it, all, you know, just give up. Don't take care of them. Don't care about them, you know. But God said, you got to love these children. 
I was talking to my granddaughter before she left last night and this morning, and she was telling me some of the children up there, they up there uh, trying to make it on their own uh, and trying to fend for themselves. And one particular girl she was telling about, she uh, said her parents don't support her in college, her daddy don't support her, she's just up there on her own. And I said, well, how's she eating? Just eating the school food and just barely making it and, and can't hardly make it and, 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 you know, just having a hard time. And I told actually, I told my granddaughter, I said, you encourage that girl. Her mom ain't supporting, supporting her family ain't supporting, and she's trying to get her education. I said, you encourage her to work hard, keep them grades up, and get her a little part-time job so she can buy her little things and do what she got to do, and, and just encourage her. And I told her, I said, you tell her. Her parents may not support her. You tell that girl if she if she need I I I be I be her parents I be her granddad just like I'm your granddad and I encourage girl get them grades up and I encourage her you know cause they up there struggling and the devil can offset them and and just you know turn them around and these children need somebody they need somebody in her own family not supportive of her and she's struggling trying to do better she could be out trying to sell drugs. Or be a whore, or a prostitute, or something. So I said, "You tell her I'll be her granddad, like I'm your granddad." And what I tell her, I, what I tell you, I tell her. Okay. So here, so this is what he's saying. He said, "Now he said, love her wife, or uh, 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 older woman, teach the young to love, be sober, love your husband, love your children, and to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Then he goes on talking about the young man, verse 6. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober. Same thing. And all things showing ourselves a pattern of good work and doctrine. So young men got it. So the Bible talks to the whole family. It really in there. Whatever you want to know about the family, it's in the word of God. It's in the word. And so what we have to do, we have to know our God and we have to know our our our, our God and, and know our Bible, know our word. So when the, these devil come trying to twist the word of God up and all this kind of stuff, it, it won't it won't uh you know it won't face you because you know. Now let me go to uh my last scripture, then I'm gonna cut it off. Okay, the book of Proverbs. Now the book book of Proverbs talks about the woman's role. How she works and how she helps her, how she helps her husband. Look at this right here, Proverbs uh, thirty-one. Now, this this is um uh, this particular chapter right here is give you uh, the idea, not the not not a perfect wife because it ain't no perfect marriages. There's no perfect wife. There's no perfect husband. But it give you a, a, a idea. This is the ideal woman. That he talked about. Okay, Proverbs thirty-one. It is okay. Where is where is he at? All right, y'all got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. Proverbs thirty-one. Now I wrote in my Bible. I, I, I just use my pen. Right. I said the ideal wife and mother coming out of Proverb. This is this is a good mother right here. And Proverbs talks about her. Y'all got it. Okay, Proverbs 31, now look at verse number 10. We're going to read down through here real slowly and and, and just show you this right here. Okay, how she worked with her husband. She just ain't at home uh, burning a candle on both ends. (laughs) (laughs) This woman, she helped her husband. He worked too. Now check this out, 10th verse. Uh, It says, who can find a virtuous woman? Y'all see it? For her price is far above rubies. Now, this woman, a virtuous woman, a wise woman, a, 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 a vigilant woman, man, who can find her? Oh, she, she, she's, uh, she, she's just rare. Um, but, but, but they're, they, they out there. They out there. So, there, God got some good people out there, some good women's out there, good men's out there. But who can find one? You had to ask the Lord. Lord, show me, show me where they at, Jesus. But I tell you one thing: they ain't at the nightclub. <laughs> they ain't at the dog track. <laughs> no, no, no. They in good places uh, because they're good people. Who can find a virtual woman for her price is far above rubies. Now, rubies are something now. They're precious jewels. But this woman price is far above rubies. Now, check out verse number 11. The heart of her husband do safely trust in her. She's good. 
so that he shall have no need of spoil. So what this woman love her family that uh, her husband, uh, what what he said? He said that 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 he shall have no need of spoil. So he ain't lack for none. I mean, if he got it, whatever he need is at home because she made sure that he 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 go he's a working man that he got a coat on and a, to go out in the weather so she just uh whatever he need she makes sure he has it okay verse number 12 she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life so this is a virtuous woman this is an ideal wife and an ideal mother I didn't say a perfect wife or a perfect mother because that ain't gonna happen but this is ideal she's good uh, she would do him good and not evil all the days of her life. So she's good to her husband. Verse 13 says, she seek his wool and flat and work it willingly with her hand. So now she just ain't sitting at home burning the candle on both ends. Man, she'll get in there and make a blanket. She'll get in there and, 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 and what she do some knitting. So this woman seek wool and flat and she work willingly with her hand. She's not just sitting idle and let the man bring home all the bacon. She helps out too. Okay. So husband and wife working together here. Verse 14. Look at that. She is like a merchant ship. She bringeth her food from far. Oh, this woman, uh, surely if the man, if you go out and get it and bring it in, she can go up to Croker and, and, and bring it onto the house. Y'all follow what I'm saying? She'll go to the grocery store. Well, well, it looks sad. You you go out and make all the money, then you have to go go to grocery too. And she's sitting at home. No, this woman right here, if you if you will say if I somebody said, Well, if I go out and kill it, you ought to cook it. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Paul, if you go out and kill it, somebody ought to cook it. So I ain't cooking it. You cook it for yourself. Oh my goodness. Look at this right here. Help us, Lord Jesus. She is like a merchant ship. Y'all see that? She is like a merchant ship. You know when a merchant ship come in, all kind of good stuff on that ship. Man, ship loaded with stuff. She's just like that merchant ship. She bring her food from far. Verse 15. She rise also while it is yet night and give meat to her household and a portion to her maid. Now, I can remember this like at home with mom. A lot of times we'd be at home when we were little. Man, we wake up and we can smell the food in the kitchen cooking. Man, you can smell them biscuits. Oh, I'm telling you. And, 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 and fried chicken on Sunday morning. And sometimes through the week, dad go out, kill a rabbit or two. And we have rabbit and gravy and biscuits. And, um, and mom be in there cooking. Smells so good. It'll wake you up. You be in there sleep, man. It'll, wake, it'll come in there and wake you up. Say, get up. <laughs> I mean, it smelled good. So this lady right here, she took care of. She did her business. Verse 15 says, she rise wide yet night, give a, give meat to her household and a portion to her maid. Verse 16 said, she consider a field and she buy it. And with the fruit of her hand, she plant a vineyard. So she was a businesswoman. So I, so, so we got, a, we got, we Lord bless us. Our wives are business minded. Sometimes more business minded than the man. The man go out and make the money. He can bring it home and give it to her. She know what to do with it. Okay? She ain't going to spend it all up. She's going to make sure she pay the light bill, pay the rent, pay the car note, get the grocery, and everybody got what everybody needs. So this is a business woman. She won't spend the whole check with I'll catch a rent up next month. I'll pay the, I'll pay the light bill uh, next month. You know, no, no. She's going to take care of the business. And this is ideal wife and ideal mother. Okay, verse 17, uh, she girded her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. Verse 18, she proceeded that her merchant is good. Her candles go, her candles go is not out by night. So this woman right here ain't going to let, ain't going to let uh, the lights be cut off. We ain't going to be sitting in the dark. She let her candle go. Don't go out at night. She'll make sure everything is taken care of. If the bills are paid. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about going shopping all the time, spending all the money up at the mall. She makes sure home is taken care of. This is a good woman. This is a virtuous woman. This is a good woman. Good wife. Verse 19. She lays her hand to the spindle and her hand and, and her hands holds the staff. 20. She stretches out her hands to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hand to the need. So she'll help somebody too. This lady will help folk. She'll help people. So I don't know what that man talking about. The, the way he's describing women in the Bible, man, they ain't nothing. 
they don't do nothing. They just ain't. They just ain't nothing. They just there. But no, the way I see the woman's role and the man's role is working together to have a good life, y'all. That makes sense. Verse twenty-one said, "She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet." So she ain't scared when the winter time come. She ain't got a coat. I, I remember at home many times, uh, mom had to take me to the store and get me a coat. And got me a, got me a good winter coat, man. I remember those days. I didn't have a coat going to school. She said, "Boy, you ain't got no coat." I guess I growed it or something. I don't know what happened. Man took me up there and got me a coat. That coat was so nice and warm and wool. And I'm telling you. And so she she made sure uh, that when the winter came, that the children uh, would be taken care of. Uh, for her household are uh, clothed with scarlet. Verse twenty two. She making herself covering of tapestry. Her uh, her covering clothing is silk and purpose so there's some fine linen around there but look at verse 23 her husband is well known in the gate when he sitteth among the elders of the land so now this woman her husband he ain't no junkie everybody know him they know him on the street everybody know mr obi down there everybody know thomas down there so you know on the street yeah they down the middle ways <laughs> about middle ways street they know we down there. Yeah. Verse 24. She makes fine linen and she sell it. And she delivers a uh, uh, girdle unto the merchant. So she she's just a business minded woman. She she strengthened and strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Uh 26 says she opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, this, this woman right here, like I said, she's uh she's she know what to say. You know, she know what to say to a girl walking down the street or stray or need help. She she opened her mouth with honor, honor, uh, and wisdom. Talk to these young children, they need they need encouraging. Verse 27, they just going straight. They don't know because some of their parents won't tell them nothing. And uh, I tell my grand- my granddaughter, I said, look, you talk with a girl and tell her some of the stuff I told you. Okay, okay, I tell her. You know, because their parents didn't tell them nothing. She need a word. Tell that girl folks so she won't get discouraged and drop out of school. Tell her some of what I told you. Okay, verse 27. She looked well to the way of her household and eat not the bread of idleness. Okay, verse 28 said, her children arises up, they get up, and call her blessed, her husband also, and he is, and she is prayed. So now it said right here, her children rise up, they get up in the morning and say, mama, you so blessed. Why, 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 why do you cheer and praise mama? Because mama took care of them. When mama take care of you, you, you just give them to your mama. Mama, I'm so glad you my mama. I'm so glad you cook for me. I'm so glad you take care of me. Her husband also. I'm glad you take care of the house. And he praises her. Verse 29 said, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. All right. So this woman is the idea. And verse 30 said, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fear the Lord, she shall be praised. So don't, if we go out, don't go out trying to find out the prettiest woman in the world. She can be the prettiest woman in the world, but she ain't worth two dead flies. She won't even cook nothing to eat. So just look for somebody that y'all can get along with and be happy and enjoy life. Okay, favor is to see for beauty is vain. I ain't looking for no beautiful woman. But, you know, they they, they beaut- all of y'all, they beautiful at outsight, pretty to me anyway, but I wasn't looking for no pretty woman. I'm just looking for one that, that, that love God and, and love family and we can get along. That makes sense? Amen. I don't want Merlin Monroe. I just want somebody that we can get along. All right, now look, look at verse, uh, let's see, uh, 30, 31. Give her, give her all the fruit of her hand and let her work, work her, let her own works praise her in the gate. So what you do will praise you. The, the kind of life you are, the kind of mother you are, the kind of woman you are, the kind of girl you are, it'll, your life will speak for itself. It really will. It'll speak for itself. When they look at you and look at your family, it'll speak. This woman raised these children. She brought us up. She provided for us. And your works will it'll speak for itself. And the man works will speak for itself too. He provided for his family. So what they that know that God shall do uh, great things. 
and they should do uh, uh, exploit. They're going to do great heroic things. And so we got to keep in mind, we know our God. And let's not let these teachers offset us. So as I hear crazy stuff, I bring it to you because it's going to come to you one way or another. Uh, you're going to get it. But you, you know your word and you know your God. So when you hear these crazy things, you won't be offset. OK, I hope it says something that encouraged your heart today. In Jesus name, God bless you is always my prayer. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.